You're listening to Totten's Tom. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Titans Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. It has been a while, but we're finally back for the podcast episodes. We've been on YouTube, but we haven't we haven't been on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. We haven't been behind the mics in a while. Feels a little weird being actually back behind the mic now. It, yeah, it does. I mean, I'm definitely not used to it. Um, I mean... God, when would have been the last time? Before the playoff game? The last time would have been the playoff game, the the wild card matchup against the Ravens. We gave our preview for that game. And, yeah, that's the last time people were hearing us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Everyone on YouTube, if you're watching this right now. You can see that we're kind of doing things a little bit differently now. Yeah, and you've still been seeing us kind of off and on over the past couple months. We've still been trying to get you all some good content out there, but we're wanting to come back to you know the, the audio podcast side as well and put out some more good content there. And whichever way you like to watch it, listen to it, however you like to get your TTP, you can... You can get it however now, because we're going to have the podcast up on YouTube. That that sounds a little illegal. (laughs) (laughs) You can get your TTP however you need it, under the table, on YouTube, (laughs) on the podcast, however you want it. We got you covered. So we're going to be recording the podcast episodes, audio version only. We're also going to be recording them on video and putting those up on YouTube. Uh, But this is season two. We're getting things started here, right? Uh, we started the podcast up last year, sort of at the beginning of the off season, pretty much. Yep. And now we've decided we're going to start the podcast episodes back up regularly, and we're gonna. This is basically the beginnings of season two of our podcast. It is, and we're just going to ask y'all to do a couple of things for us. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, just to just, get season two started off right. Just make sure you subscribe, rate us five stars. We really appreciate it. Leave a kind review. Yes, leave us a review. Leave us some comments, some questions, and we'll get them answered on the next pod. And if you're watching on YouTube, you've heard this so many times already. We're trying to reach anywhere from 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. Setting at 330-something right now. We really appreciate everyone who's already subscribed, but if you haven't already, go down, hit that little red subscribe button, turn on the post notifications. If you like the video, leave a like on the video and leave us some comments and some questions on there. We love the interaction on there. Guys, the most important thing for me is to make sure that you're you're keeping up with us on social media because if you're not keeping up with us on social media, then you don't know when we're coming out with new content and you don't know what's going on with the Titans Time podcast. And the ones that you're going to stay updated with the most, the ones that we keep updated and that we're most active on is basically Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we're, we're trying to get back on the Instagram grind. We so, are. You know, we're working on that. But right now our bread and butter is kind of Twitter and then a little side dish of Facebook. And so on Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Facebook, you can just look us up by Titans time. On Instagram, it's Titans time podcast. And then also stay tuned. Uh, probably, I don't want to put too short of a timeline on it, 
but stay tuned over the rest of the summer because there's going to be some big changes coming to the website on titanstimepodcast.com. But let's get right into the episode. Um, let's kind of talk about how we're... Le- so we've talked about what we're doing as far as recording the podcast now and how it's going to be going up. Um, but we're back for the summer for weekly episodes. Yes. And basically the way that I the way that I'm going to put it is we're back for weekly episodes through the summer leading up to the 2021-2022 NFL season and then at that point who who knows? Who knows what might be coming. And you know, we don't want to give anything away right now, but we do have some big things in the works. You'll just you'll have to stay tuned with us to find out what that is. Okay. So yeah, uh, there there's some things coming and some things know, in the works. There's some things in the works. Like we said, not going to go too much into detail uh, with that right now. Um, that'll be, I don't even know when when that might come out. Just, just later in the summer. Later in the summer. Just stay tuned because there's a lot of big things coming for the podcast. But the biggest thing right now in the present moment is we've got an episode to get to, well, and there's. We do. S- one major topic to talk about with the Tennessee Titans right now. Hopefully people have been able to stick with us through our long intro here, but we're finally getting to the meat of our conversation, and that is, will the Titans trade for Julio Jones? And where is Julio going to end up? We're going to give everyone the meat, the meat of the podcast. We're giving everybody the meat right now. (laughs) So basically... Uh, I'm just going to set the scene here. Everybody knows what's happened, unless you just have not been keeping up with things recently. Um, like Patrick Starr and living under a rock. The the Julio Jones rumors. So the way that I want to start this off, and this isn't going back to the beginning of the story, but it's going to just the most... The most... Uh, Use your words. Know, I, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying, okay? The, the most enjoyable part of the story. Shannon Sharp on Undisputed, just <laughs> decides that he's going to call up Julio Jones. And, you know, Uncle Shannon it calls him up. Uh, probably not Julio's favorite uncle anymore. Probably not because, <laughs> and we don't know behind the scenes, Julio might have known what was going on, but does not even bother once he answers to let him know that he's live on the air. No, he lets him know near the end of the conversation, hey, we're live right now. So Yeah. And so doesn't even bother to let him know at the beginning of the conversation that they are live on the air. Asks him if he wants to stay in Atlanta, basically. And if he wants to go to the Cowboys. Yeah. And he's like, okay, first of all, Cowboys, hell no. Yeah. I want to win. <laughs> uh, then second of all, he's like, I'm out of there talking about Atlanta. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about, do we think that Julio knew off the bat that he was live? You know, that is really such a crazy topic to even think about because Undisputed hasn't come out and said anything. We haven't heard anything from Julio. There's or nothing. Even, and- or even anything from the Falcons about the situation because you would think that they would be pissed off. And, if- I, and I remember seeing in some places that the Falcons weren't happy about it, but I've never actually seen like about uh, if Julio- any sort of official release uh, about just really from any party involved about what was going on in this situation. Exactly. And that's why. And I think it's just getting brushed under the rug. Like I I think everyone's hoping it maybe will just disappear because 
you know in any situation, pretty much what you have to do is tell someone from the start of the conversation, hey, we're live right now. You're, you know, you're on air with but, us. You know, that's just like if we called up someone right now, not that we have anyone with any connections that might, you know, spill some crazy news or anything. Right. And, you know, they had something that they weren't necessarily supposed to talk about to the general public, but they, you know, they thought they could confide in us. And right. we just called them up and we were like, hey, man, we're just sitting here hanging out. Uh, you know, what's going on with so-and-so? And they're like, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yeah, by the way, this is going up on the podcast tomorrow. Yeah, you're you're on air right now with us. And yeah, so, everyone just heard what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, that's basically like what just happened with Julio if he didn't know. Right. Counter argument. Julio 100% knew what was going on. This was premeditated, kills his value, and pretty much forces the Atlanta Falcons to take a little bit lesser value for him to ensure that he goes to a winning team. Counter argument to your counter argument there. This is getting way <laughs> too deep into the conspiracy well, theories uh, th- this is about as, this about this the Julio as, Jones rumors. This is as deep as we're going to dive. The problem is with him doing that, it makes other teams kind of question, okay, if he's willing to go spill all of this, you know, on live TV, do we want that? in our locker room to where something could potentially get leaked out. I, I see what you're saying. I so, you're saying. but you know, counter it, argument to your counter argument. To I, my I counter- said that's as deep <laughs> as we were going to dive. Okay. <laughs> so basically he said that he wants to go somewhere where he can win. Yes. Um, and then it basically, there, the two teams some, that start being talked about after that are the Patriots and the Titans. That's kind of supposedly what it's been narrowed down to. Well, and here's teams. Chris Sims He's, he reported that Julio has got his eyes set on the Titans and the Patriots. And so that's kind of where those two teams are coming from. But here's the thing. How big of a role does Julio's preference play in this whole scenario? It's not up to him in the end whether or not he gets traded or who he gets traded to. He can. There's times where you have certain athletes that they have a little bit of say. Obviously, it comes down to the team making sure that they feel like they get compensated well. But at the same time, you know, I, I do think he has some pull in where he can end up. Okay, so say that the Patriots or Titans, regardless, say both the Patriots and the Titans are offering the Atlanta Falcons a second-round pick for Julio Jones. And then... uh. Because basically, whoever Washington football team comes around and offers a first round pick of the same year, obviously a better value, but Julio doesn't want to go there. He has no say in that situation. He doesn't, but here's what he could do if he gets traded to that team, he can retire. So, you know, that that's where it comes into play. Because uh, yeah, when he mentions the teams, like, at that point, it becomes, okay, yeah, Atlanta kind of got what they wanted, but Washington football team got the short end of the stick. Yeah, and so I, I see what you're saying there. Then teams are, are kind of weary to go out and offer something for it, this guy because is exactly. he, he going to want to come and play? Right, because even though he doesn't have the leverage, he kind of still has some leverage because he could be like, you know what, I told you I wanted to win. These were my 
preferred teams that I wanted to go to. You shipped me off to Jacksonville. Screw it, I'm done. So then now let's talk about how things have kind of unfolded today. And <laughs> this is Thursday, May 27th. Podcast is going to be going up tomorrow. But let's talk about how things have been basic, basically since this morning, how things have been going, especially for the Titans. Um, the I, Titans fans kind of got a gut check yeah. this morning. Uh, so I rose up out of bed a, a little late this morning to see Diana Rossini reporting that the Titans were basically long shots to get Julio Jones. Yeah, they had been in conversation with the Falcons about a trade for Julio, but like you said, they're long shots to land him. So yeah, I mean, basically it's like, yeah, they've been in talks, but it's really not going anywhere, and in my opinion... If the Titans end up with Julio, there's a lot of things that are going to have to go down to make sure that that happens. You know, we were talking about this earlier. Not to take anything away from Diana. I, <laughs> the, way, the way that you said it is just well, not, not taking anything away from, from Diana here. But, <laughs> you know, but basically, you know. No credibility here whatsoever. <laughs> Screw her opinion. No Screw credibility it. here in, in this report. She's been wrong. She's been wrong before. She's wrong this time. No, I'm just saying, back before the Titans landed Clowney last year, reports started coming out that Clowney had made his decision that he was going to sign with the Titans. And Diana reported, this is not true. Clowney is still undecided. And then turned right around a couple hours later and was like, okay, yeah, Clowney's signing with the Titans. So I'm just like, she has... It, it's, she it, has it was kind of almost like, okay, someone reported this. Hang on a minute. It's not over yet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right. Okay, now let me say it. Right. Clowney's signing with the Titans. So, you know, the opt since I like to be optimistic here, I'm thinking, okay, you're saying that the Titans are a long shot to land him. Julio's about to end up in Tennessee. So you so, you go probably way on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, okay, this is going to drop today. Julio is going to be in Nashville today. Not, <laughs> not that far. But I just think, okay, you're saying it's a long shot, but I think there's still a really good chance. Like you're somewhere up. waiting at like a, an academy sports like waiting for him to bring the jerseys in so you can leave with one. It's kind of like from uh, Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, now we kind of know what you think about this whole situation. And I'm, I kind of want to side with you on this and say, okay, she's been kind of wrong about some reports regarding the Titans before. But do we really know that Clowney had already decided in that situation? Or I mean, there's... There's always an argument for the other side of things. And she's reported on several things before that have been true. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, everything's still up in the air. And there's just, just as good of a chance that the Titans don't end up with Julio. As, well, and, it, and supposedly, the Falcons are... They've been offered, supposedly, a future first-round pick. But other things I've seen today, could this be the Falcons just leaking some information and kind of using Diana as a as a little filter to get it out there 
of, hey, they've kind of been dropped this to where they've been offered a future first-round pick to try and get teams that are trying to get him maybe to step up their offers a little bit more and give up a little bit more. And, I mean, have they really been offered a first-round pick? Who knows? I'm not going to say that they haven't been. It's possible. That's what I'm saying. And you know as tight-lipped as J-Rob and Vrabel are when it comes to getting deals done and things like that, she didn't get any of this information from the Titans side of things. I think it, it I think absolutely that information had to come from the Atlanta Falcons. Right. I mean, so it's just it's a way that they can up the negotiations without saying, Hey, let's up the negotiations. But in my opinion here, their cards have already been shown. I mean, ever since the undisputed incident, Julio's value has come down. Well, maybe that's why They've put this out there trying to offset that. But, I mean, this could be a situation where this is one of those teams that, nah, you know what, I'm I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say that it just seems really fishy to me. Well, I want to ask you this because this has been a huge topic on Titans Twitter today. Would you, if you were... J-Rob. I don't even want to go there yet. I want to ask you. Here's what I want to say. No, 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 no. You can't no, just you can't I'm, cut off my question. I'm the one asking question. the questions here. No. Look at me. Now, exactly how much Look. pot did you smoke? <laughs> Look at me. A little office I'm, reference there, just in case anybody d- didn't know. I'm the captain now. Okay, so here's what I want to know, because you're basically about to ask me this question, but I've had it phrased in a different way that I wanted to ask it all day. Oh. So... <laughs> What is the most, if the Titans don't get Julio, what is the most that someone else could get him for that you would be like, wow, I wish the Titans would have matched that offer and and, and got and gotten him? You know what I mean? I, I get what you mean. And that's why I was going to... You know, my, if, my question was to you: If the Patriots ended up getting Julio Jones for a second and a third round pick, you know, would you have been like, uh, "I wish that the Titans would have done that"? How, sec- how high would you go? A second and third round pick, um, I'm giving that up. So how how high would you go? At what point are you like, okay, I'm glad I, I didn't go for that? As far as I would go is probably giving up a first round pick for next year that's that's as far as i would go as far as draft picks with nothing else nothing else involved i would probably i would even consider giving up like maybe a first and a third for next year along along with a player that's probably where i draw the line along with a player a first and a third and a player yes you're crazy here's the reason i say that you have this Titans team who is just one or two pieces away. Okay, but a first a and a third and a player. Like, I'm talking about, all right, when I say a player, I'm talking about like a first and a third and like a Rashawn Evans. Because uh, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So he's he may not even be with the team next year anyway. So what does it hurt to give him up? Okay, but I'm thinking here like a first and Rashawn Evans or a first and a third. But a first and a third and Rashawn Evans, and I'm starting to back away a little bit. I mean, it 
it would be tough to give it up, but you have to ask yourself, we have this two-year window. Do we only have a two-year window? Because that's something that I keep hearing, and I'm like, whoa, okay, I want to be better for more than two years. I, I want to like, be good for more than two years. Yeah, I mean, I would, then, I would want to be better for more than just. I'm two tired years. of hearing this thing. Like, but, okay, we have this window. We got to do. We got to sacrifice our future. Okay, for me, now because let, we have this little window, this and this up. is the only time right here. If, if hang, on, times, hang on, hang on, hang on. This time, is the only time that we can be good right here. So we have to give everything up, and we have to, you know, J. Rob has to get on his knees and beg for Julio Jones because this is our window right here. And guys, if we don't win right now. We're never going to win again, ever. All right. Like, okay, I want to be good long-term. Let let me ask you this, though. Do you want to be good long-term and not win a Super Bowl? Or if you know, like, if you know you traded for Julio Jones, gave up a first, third, and Rashawn Evans, and you are guaranteed a Super Bowl. Okay, you're but you're me, not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed. But if it, you're if you're guaranteed it ups a super your chances, if you're guaranteed it a super ups bowl, your chances. It ups your chances. It ups your chance. Okay, so does buying two lottery tickets. That doubles your chances of winning the lottery. But that still doesn't mean that it's a great chance. And I'm not saying that the Titans don't have a great chance to win the Super Bowl. But here's what I'm saying. Well, right, let if me, it was let 100% guaranteed, <clears throat> then yeah, obviously you're going to go for that. But it's right, not. Let me put it this way. You asked me what's the most I would give up. That's the most I would give up. Honestly, I feel like a trade can get done for a second, third, and a player. Still, I I think a trade can get done for a second and a player or a second and a third. I don't think it can. Not a second and like a Rashawn Evans. Not taking anything away from Rashawn Evans. I think that's fair. Not taking anything away from Rashawn Evans, but the Falcons need more help at safety than they do inside linebacker. I'm, I'm just saying, I think that's fair. I think they're going to get multiple second-day draft picks, you know, second and third round, and probably a player. I I think I, – I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm still going to lean a little bit more on the conservative side here. Um, I'm going to say that in the end, a deal ends up getting done for a first and a player for the Titans. I don't know. I don't know. You just think in general, I just think in general, it's going to be a first and a player. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to end up being for sure a second and third round pick and possibly a player thrown in is what I think it's going to take. And, you know, I I trust in J-Rob, and if he doesn't want to give that up, okay, he doesn't want to give that up. It is what it is. But if it comes out that the Patriots traded a second and third round pick and a player who was on the last year of their contract with them for Julio, I'm going to be like, all right, Titans, why couldn't you have done that? I still think that they're 100% in in the ball game here. I still think the Titans have just as good a chance as anyone to get Julio. The, the I'm, reports I mean, from today too. have not discouraged me at all. And you know, I honestly, even with some of the some of the draft pick numbers and some of the 
some of the different combinations that I've thrown out, I don't know what it's going to end up being. For some reason, I have a feeling it might end up there. It might actually end up being a first, but I have no idea. Ideally, what happens is either a second and third or a second and a player. Well, and I want to throw this out there. Even more reason to go for Julio, put all your eggs in this one basket, is because it was reported earlier this week that the salary cap ceiling for the for 2022 is going to be 208.2 million. Okay, so so now you think about that big jump in the salary cap for next year if it goes all the way up to the ceiling. Julio's contract breakdown is after June 1st, 15.3 due for this year and then 11.5 for the next 2 years after that. Right, but individually. There's an, there's an out after 2022. There's an there's an out after 2022 and uh I believe that not all of his 2022 is guaranteed. I think that's right. I, but now I'm not going to I'm not going to say for certain on that, but there definitely is an out for the 2023 season. They can get out then for sure. And the way you make it work for this year is you restructure Ryan Tannehill's contract. Or, I mean, there's Ryan Tannehill, there is Taylor Lewan, there's Roger Saffold, there's a lot of different things, but the easiest way out is Ryan Tannehill. And, I mean, props to Mike Herndon because he wrote an incredible article going through all of those different scenarios of things that they could do, what makes the most sense. Um, that was a great read on Broadway Sports. Um but yeah, he went through that perfectly and and really broke everything down uh, really nicely. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Ryan Tannehill restructure it could save fifteen point six million. Now I, it, there you go. Now it it pushes that back though, so split that fifteen point six up into two seven point something, and that's spread out over twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. So it pushes those hits back, but it cuts it in half and spreads it over two seasons. Uh, and the cap is going to go up over those two seasons, and you can get out of the Julio deal over those two seasons. Exactly. So, so it just it makes too much sense to not do it. Basically, Julio is 32 years old right now. He is. And if by the time they get to 2023, if they don't feel like he is worth taking that cap hit of $11.5 million, they can cut him loose. But here's the thing. The estimated cap for 2023 is 230 million. Think about that jump from 208. So Julio Jones at 11 and a half million in 2023, even at 34, 35 years old, imagine what other wide receivers will be making in that season. That might seem like a steal. And it's what Adam Humphreys was getting paid or was going to get paid, was getting, was going to, Regardless, that's the same type of numbers that were on Adam Humphrey's name one year ago. Exactly. And you've got Julio Jones, who if things go well for this guy over the next two years, he could still be playing at a really high level. Right, and I think a lot of people are worried because of his injury history. But if you really go back and break down, like looking at his 10 seasons in the NFL – in eight of his 10 seasons, he's played in 13 or more games. 
there's only been two years where he didn't play, he didn't reach 13 games. And that was back in 2013. The one where he had all the issues with his foot. <clears throat> where he played in five games, still put up 580 receiving that yards. That might not have been 2013. Anyways, there was the one, the one season where he had the foot problems. Right. And then last year, when he had the hamstring issues, I believe Okay, it so was. the foot problems were in 2013. And he's played nine games and put up 771 receiving yards. I mean, listen, if the guy's on the field, he's going to put up big numbers. Now, you exactly. did have, you had the one season where like he struggled to get in the end zone for like the first eight games of the season. Right. But still, like, okay, if the guy's yeah. putting up numbers. But think about this. You're pairing him with Derrick Henry – and A.J. Brown. Exactly. And, and then you've just, also got a number three guy who, if we don't get Julio, is still going to be stepping up as the number two, Josh Reynolds. Right. And I think Josh Reynolds can be a decent wide receiver too. But if you really break it down and look at it, I mean, just how scary would an offense be when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, because you know that he can still air it out. You have A.J. Brown on one side and Julio Jones on the other side. I mean, what do defenses do in that point? Because you can't stack the box against Henry. If you do, you're fixing to leave someone out on an island with A.J. Brown, who has proved he can cook several different cornerbacks. And you have Julio Jones, who is established in the league, leaving him on an island with another cornerback. I mean... It, and you're going to lose it, one of those matchups there. Right, and if you don't stack the box, then you're going to have Derrick Henry just running wild. And so you go from what, without Julio Jones, is probably going to be somewhere in the middle of the pack as an offense. Just That's just how it's going to fall. I still think... Because, you're part, t- because you know, you know how you are. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if we had Sam Darnold out there at quarterback... You're going to say D- that they're going to be like a top five offense. Darnold will be throwing dots. No, so, no all seriousness. And, I was going to okay, say. So Sam Darnold, I'm not as low on him as I was before last season. Like, right. he's Okay. <laughs> but Bad he, comparison there. I should have went with like a Colt McCoy or someone. <laughs> like even if Colt McCoy was marching out or Rusty Smith or Jake Locker, it doesn't matter. They're going to go throw 40 touchdowns. It, you've got to believe in your team. You've got to. No, what I was going to say is I do believe even if they don't get Julio, the offense is going to take a step back. But I still could see them being possibly a top 10 offense. Well, so what I'm, so what I'm going with here is without Julio, you take a middle-of-the-pack offense, probably somewhere between 14, 15 to like 18th in the NFL. And with Julio – you automatically are probably somewhere from like that 8 to 12 range. 8 to 12? Where are you putting them at last year as far as offense, like where their offense ranks? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they were probably, they were easily top 10, probably easily top 5. Okay, so you're putting them top 5 with Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. But if you do Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones, they're 8-12. to 12. You're losing Janu. 
Julio I mean, is, I mean, Julio, is older and coming Julio, off of injuries. Julio only played nine games last year and was still only like 200 yards shy of how many yards Corey Davis had. Here's what I'm saying, though. You're losing Jonu. Jonu kind of disappeared in the middle of the season last year. Okay, bear with me here. Bear with me here. I know that I know that you want to say <laughs> that no matter what happens, they are going to be the best offense in the NFL, but I'm trying to stay grounded here. Come back to earth for just a moment. I'm on earth. Come back I, to earth. I, I never said they were going to be the top offense. I think, okay, so they're prob- they're, they, they have a much better chance of being top five. I'm going to like realistically put them like eight to 12 with Julio with still what's probably close to a top 10 defense in my opinion, because I think they've completely revamped the defense and I'm excited about it. And so you're looking at a top 10 offense with Julio and then a top 10 defense. You're looking at a team that's ready to make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, I I agree. I that would be a team ready to make a run for the Super Bowl. Even without, you're looking at like a middle-of-the-pack offense and then above-average defense at like top 10. Still looking at a pretty decent team that has a shot of going deep in the playoffs with if they get hot at the right time. So either way, things are looking decent, but if you get Julio Jones, especially for the right price, things look amazing for the future. I agree. I think and he's worth just, taking a chance. Just to on let me put it out years. there, just to let me put it out there, eight to twelve with the with the offense prediction is being conservative. All right. So if you would have thrown that in from the start, I wouldn't have had to <laughs> that's have questioned being, that's you. being conservative there. I wouldn't have had to have questioned you. Because but, obviously that offense has potential to like easily be number one. But that's just being completely conservative. Because I mean you still have guys out there like the Chiefs with Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and like 14 other track stars that they just got from college. Caleb Farley's going to take care of Tyreek Hill. Okay, <laughs> once again, come back down to earth with me for a second. Veteran NFL wide receiver, very fast rookie. Like he might have a pretty good shot of like shutting him down a couple of times, but he's going to get the best of him like – like we, once or twice. We have established this several times. I'm very optimistic. You're very pessimistic. So I don't know that you would say I'm very pessimistic. You're very I think I'm pessimistic. just like I think I'm very you're re- pessimistic. I think I'm very realistic. You're pessimistic. I think I'm very realistic. So anyways, let's continue on with the Julio Jones stuff. Um let's talk about the cap space for just a second again, just because it's like so easy to manipulate cap. Exactly. I mean, the There's, cap is... You cannot the, use the, the... The cap is cap. I mean, just... <laughs> don't, don't. Just don't do that ever again on this show if you want to keep this thing going in the future. Don't tell me what to do. So, I'm just I'm going to speak into the camera for a moment, and I'm just going to say, <laughs> if you're using the cap as a reason to say that the Titans should not be going after Julio Jones, stop. End of End of discussion. No reason to say the cap space should stop them here because it shouldn't. Absolutely no reason to even talk about it. The cap is so easy to manipulate. They could have Julio Jones, and then they could go out and sign Todd Gurley, who I just found out today was still on the market. How is that (laughs) guy not signed somewhere, at least? Worse injury history than 
But still, I mean, okay, so I get it if he's like not budging on his numbers. But at this point, the, the guy's got to be like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll take something. What we need him for? No, I'm not talking about the Titans, man. You were saying that you would take him. You're okay. You're not with me here. <laughs> what I'm saying is they could go out and sign like several more guys. I, I get what you're saying. And they could manipulate the cap to where like it still doesn't matter. And people are like, where are they getting all this cap space at? The cap space, it's it's up here. It's not real. There's ways to move things around to make it work. Exactly. I mean, so every team does it. That's just the point that I'm trying to get across is that if you are scared of this move because of the cap space, get over it because it doesn't matter. All right, then. Now, it, does, it doesn't matter. Are, are you going to be mad if the Titans don't land Julio? No, absolutely not. All right. Not a chance. I mean, it's, it's whatever. Unless, now, and that unless the team that gets him gets him for basically nothing. A steal. Then right. I'll be upset. Now, do you think if the Titans do not add, like if they don't trade for Julio, they're not able to get it done, do you see them adding more veteran players to their wide receiving core? I think they should, but I also thought that they should have last year, and they still never did. So, um, yes, they should if they don't get Julio. Just because that's a position that you want to have guys that can go out there and play. Um, but will they? I'm really undecided on that. Uh, I, I think it might be Julio or nothing here. All right. Well, that's something me and you hadn't talked about, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. So so now before, before we close the show here, um, all the technicality, whatever, cap numbers aside – I think we all agree that it just makes too much sense for this move to be made. Like you bring Julio in across from AJ Brown. It's what we've been talking about. Just not even on the podcast, just me and you talking about for like weeks. Now you add Julio onto this team and it's scary what this offense could do. It is. You have a guy on both sides of the field and behind the quarterback. It's like three absolute freak athletes that any one of them could just go absolutely beast mode bonkers at any time. Yep. And I mean, you know, we've kind of left it out, not talked about this, the, the Titans players trying to recruit Julio and tell him like, Hey, you know, and you want the Titans to be one of your teams that you want to go to. Yeah, for sure. You know, AJ Brown been making a huge push did tell Julio, hey, you know what? Talk to some people. I can't get the number one, so I'm going to have to keep the 11. But, you know, if you come here, just go back to that number eight you wore at Alabama. You know, there you go. You got Derrick Henry, who Julio worked out with. It's and it, Number eight, it's not retired. They did love that Mariota guy here, but they didn't <laughs> love him that much. It's open for you. It, it, working out with Derrick Henry, you know, Henry – told him hey tighten the up so basically okay so they yeah obviously they're letting julio know yeah we want you here you want to be here because we'll win if you're here exactly we'll win if you're not here this is a winning team you want to be here 
Not come, only are they doing that, but they're giving, this the, they're giving the front office a nudge. They're giving the front office a nudge. Hey, we want this guy. Try to make something happen. At this point, I feel like it's more than a nudge. It's kind of like a full-fledged shove. Like, go get him. So, I don't have anything else to say about it. I think we've covered the Julio topic. We have one other thing I want to throw in is we have to talk about Taylor Lewan at the Preds game earlier this week. Just the the two sides of Lewan. It, it's like you on one you see the loving father holding up his daughter. Having Just a great time at a, at, at a playoff hockey game, waving at the crowd, and then a flip of a switch. The jersey's off. Party animal for the boys, getting beer to the face off of a catfish. Well, I, I don't think he done a catfish. <laughs> I think he just turned the beer up. But he did say... Were they not, though? Were they not the guys behind him later pouring the beer down a catfish? Don't believe so. I'm, I'm, we're, pausing the, we're pausing everything right here. Okay, so it turns out that Taylor Lewan intentionally misled me <laughs> on Instagram. And After further review, I, he realized for that one, footage was from a couple years ago. Okay, so he puts it right after the... Literally <laughs> clips it in, like right in the middle of the, the video from a few nights ago. Clips it right in the middle to make it look like he like has his daughter and then cut, turns around. Now he's drinking off of the catfish. Again, just... I wasn't even paying attention to the people around him, which obviously were players <laughs> from 2018. Yep. Um, so, anyways, regardless, same energy. Either way, it looked like he was... Same energy. It, same energy. Same energy from it, 2018. It looked like he was chugging the beers. He later said on the Bussin' with the Boys episode this week, don't know if you've checked it out yet. But, I've listened to some of it. But he said you know, he was being smart. He has the ACL injury that he was coming off of. Beer has gluten in it. Gluten can trigger the inflammatory stuff and put you behind on recovery. So he did not consume any of that beer. It just it got all over him. Team player. To be completely sober and want beer all over you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, get the clout for Barstool, I guess. And well, just, also not just, consume any of it so that you can be on the field. Just hype up the crowd and feed the energy to that Preds game that they ended up winning. So Whatever you want to call it. Taylor Lewan, I mean, you know, he's he's out the, there proving he's for the boys. The kind of energy that we need at Nissan Stadium this year for the Titans. Yeah, I mean, and we, we need him out there. Like, you know, don't tear your ACL, dude. <laughs> pretty sure he didn't mean to do that but uh, okay obviously um so that's all that i've got man i don't have i don't have anything else to talk about we've beat the julio rumors to death and there's not much else to, i mean we we could still go on and talk about it some more but uh, i mean we can but we would just you know be beating a dead horse and talking about all the things we've already talked about if you've stuck around for this long listening to the audio version of the pod or even watching on YouTube, we really appreciate you sticking with us for the entire episode. Yeah, it's been a lot of Julio talk and a little bit of Taylor Lewan talk. Um, and a little bit of us going back and forth. So, yeah. 
we're pleased that you were able to make it this far with us. Um, make sure that you subscribe on whatever you're on, whether it's podcast, you can subscribe there. If you're on YouTube, you can subscribe there as well. Just scroll down, hit the little red button. Uh, it'll, it'll turn gray and then you'll know that you've subscribed. That's my little walkthrough on, on how to subscribe there. Um, also make sure that you're with us on social media. I said it at the beginning. I'm going to say it again on Twitter, Titans underscore time, Facebook, Titans time, Instagram, Titans time podcast. I'm just going to give the quick run through at the end because we already said it all at the beginning and odds are, if you're hearing it now, you heard it then too. So you know what to do. Basically, um, that's all that I've got. I don't really have anything else to plug, anything else to say. You know how to end it. This has been Titans time. And as always, tighten up.